Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And you're here as well. Thank you for being here. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We got a lot of stuff. I I don't even know where to start here. (laughs) Uh, Of course, the government shutdown continues. The House Democrat leaders are set to advance sweeping internal rules today that would attempt to bring more sunshine to congressional government governance and diffuse a pair of political powder kegs. Uh, but in their first day of power in the new Congress, Democrats have to stave off a liberal rebellion after prominent Democrats said <clears throat> they'd oppose the entire rules package that's been carefully put together. Uh, by Nancy Pelosi. And of course, you've got all these incoming freshmen like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ro Khanna of California, and they've all got their own ideas on, on democratic socialism. So the Democrats are going to have a little war <clears throat> in their own party. I, I think that, uh, that that'll be interesting to watch. So we'll keep an eye on that. Also, Bernie Sanders has a little issue with his uh, campaign from 2016. He's got a lot of uh, women claiming that there was sexism and harassment, and it was pretty rampant, and he did nothing about it. Of course, he didn't know anything about it at the time. He was was far too busy to know anything about it. You, You can't expect him... Uh, to actually know something about his own campaign and his staff and harassment within it. Uh, and he was asked about it uh, on, um, I believe, CNN. Yesterday. Just lastly, I, I want to ask you about an article that was published in the New York Times today. In it are allegations describing episodes of sexual harassment and demeaning treatment as well as pay disparity in your 2016 campaign. Pay I'm wondering, were you aware too. of those allegations during the campaign and if you do run in 2020, mm-hmm. how can you ensure something like that doesn't good, happen again? Good, 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 good question. question. Good, and, good and, question. And the answer is, Anderson, I'm very proud of very the campaign we ran in 2016. You know, we... Wait, the, the answer to the question about your sexism <laughs> and pay disparity is that you're very proud of the campaign? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Is there a number of people can call? I thought it. 4% <laughs> of the polls. We ended up winning 22 states, 13 uh, million votes. I think we changed the nature of political to discourse in this country, raising mm-hmm. issues that are now kind of mainstream, which were then considered extreme yeah, we're, and fringe. That's not the question. But but when our campaign grew from, I think we started with three or four uh, paid employees, mm-hmm. and over a period of a few months as the campaign exploded, we went up to, I think, 1,200 employees. Oh, and so, I am not going to sit here. So obviously he can't be expected to you know, keep that uh orderly he, he can't be expected to keep it um you know equal uh-huh and uh, he wants to be president of the united states uh boy i i, I can almost hear the buck stops with you on well, this and it's you know he's senator from vermont so you're going from uh a jurisdiction in a state with six hundred thousand to uh presidency where you've got responsibility for 320 million that's that's even uh that's even more of a problem than your campaign numbers were (laughs) how are you going to deal with that i'll tell you that we did everything right in terms Mm -hmm. of human resources in terms of addressing human the needs that i'm hearing from 
What are human resources? Uh, human. You. Yeah. Uh, what is a human? <laughs> well, that's a, that's hmm. a human being, as hmm. long as we're on this. Uh, Humans? Yeah. Okay. Now that women felt disrespected, that there was sexual harassment, which mm-hmm. was not dealt with no. as effectively as possible. What I will tell you what will is you that when me? I ran for re-election mm-hmm. in 2018 in Vermont, we put forward the strongest set of principles of you did. in yes. terms of mandatory of training, in terms of women, if they felt harassed, having an independent firm that they can go to. Huh. And I think that's kind of you know the gold standard for what we should be doing. So I certainly apologize to any woman who felt oh. that she was not treated not appropriately. Accepted. And of course, mm-hmm. if I run, we will do better on next time. And, and just to be of clear, course, you seem to indicate that you did not know at the time about the allegations. Is that correct? I, yes, I was a yeah, little bit busy mm-hmm. running around mm-hmm. uh, the country trying to mm-hmm. make the case. I see. I, apology not accepted, by the way. We can't accept an apology. It, it doesn't matter that you're sorry anymore. Um, so you're just done. Okay. Yeah. We're going to drum you out of office now. I don't think he should be allowed to be sworn in today. No, he should not. He absolutely should not. This is, if uh, it was anybody else, they wouldn't be. I mean, if it was anybody else, they would already be telling him to step down. Where's the investigation? Get out. What did Bernie know? And when did he know when it? When did he know it? Bernie. Wow. Uh, so, Bernie, I, I, all the hypocrisy here is just absolutely, yeah, it's typical. It, it happens every single day, and we talk about it every single day. So, I guess it's it's certainly no surprise. Uh, incoming New York rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is uh, bringing <clears throat> with her to Congress today a massive online following, of course. And she says she's going to deploy that influence only in support of candidates who support her plan for a Green New Deal. Okay. What is a Green New Deal? Let's see. Her office is proposing uh, rule changes for the upcoming Congress that would require the creation of a select committee for a Green Deal that would be responsible for creating a plan uh, by January 1st of 2020, so next year. Mm-hmm. Its scope and mandate for legislation authority amounts to a radical grant of power to Washington over Americans' lives, mm-hmm. their homes, businesses, travel, banking, and more. Uh, early on, under jurisdiction, the document makes clear its grandiose philosophical vision. Select committee we shall have... Authority to develop a detailed national industrial economic mobilization plan for the transition of the United States economy to become greenhouse gas emissions <laughs> neutral and to significantly draw down greenhouse gases from the atmosphere and oceans and to promote economic and environmental justice and equality. Green New Deal? Mm-hmm. I'll be wrapping the head in duct tape. Mm-hmm. In addition to achieving its goal of meeting 100% of national power demand through renewable resources, the document also repeatedly states the Green New Deal will advance non-environmental projects <laughs> such as social, economic, racial, regional, and gender-based justice. Oh. This, this woman is such an unbelievable nightmare. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is going to be really bad. Uh, her plan also says it will virtually eliminate poverty. Oh, well, that'll be nice. 
plan for a Green New Deal and the draft legislation shall recognize that a national industrial economic mobilization of this scope and scale is a historic opportunity to virtually eliminate poverty in the United States and to make prosperity, wealth, and economic security available to everyone participating in the transformation. Hmm. More specifically, Ocasio-Cortez's plan calls for, within 10 years, a series of lofty overhauls, the installation of a national energy-efficient smart grid, upgrading residential uh, and industrial building for state-of-the-art energy efficiency, comfort, and safety, eliminating greenhouse gas emissions from manufacturing, agriculture, and other industries. This is... uh, between its calls for upgrading homes and overhauling travel, infrastructure, and even the way Americans consume electricity, the plan leaves almost no facet of everyday life in America untouched. Oh, goody. It's going to be great. It's really going to be great. It's, it reminds me a lot of uh, FDR's second Bill of Rights that he talked about and she certainly supports everything she talks about fall into the fdr second bill of rights this is what's being pushed now because these are all socialists coming into power and this is what they want necessitous men are not free men Mm -hmm. people who are hungry people who are out of a job are the stuff of which dictatorships are made in our day these economic truths have become accepted as self-evident. We have accepted, so to speak, a second Bill of Rights under which a new basis of security and prosperity can be established for all, regardless of station or race or creed. Mm -hmm. Among these are the right to a useful and remunerative job in the industry. Right to a job. Or shops, or farms, or mines Mm -hmm. of the nation. Okay. The right to earn enough to provide adequate food and clothing and recreation. Oh, so a minimum income. The right She's of farmers to raise and sell their products at a return which will give them and their family mm-hmm. a decent living. All right. The right of every businessman, large and small, to trade in an atmosphere of freedom from unfair competition and domination oh. by monopolies at home or abroad. All right. The right of every family to a decent home. Oh, you get the right, the right to, a to home. adequate medical care. Right. The right to the medical care. The opportunity to achieve and enjoy good health. Okay, good health. The so right to you have a right to good health. From the economic fear of old age, mm. sickness, mm-hmm. accident, unemployment. Wow. Finally, the Finally. right to a good education. And a good education, of course, for you. All of for these free. rights spell security. Yeah, they do. Yes, well... All of these rights spell communism because they were all contained in the uh, Soviet Constitution. <laughs> That's a coincidence, Pat. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right to a useful and remunerative job in the industry or shop or farm or mines of the nation. So you have a right to a job and you must be employed. You have a right to earn enough to provide adequate food and clothing and recreation. And recreation, even. So you've got a right to even recreation. So how much money is that, I wonder? That's something Hitler set up, too. He's got these little uh, retreats for little Nazi families to go and party. In the year 2019, how much money would it take to have adequate food? And who defines what adequate is? 
adequate food, clothing, and recreation. How much? How much recreation? What kind of recreation? Can I take a trip to Italy every year? Can I take a trip to Italy and France? You know, maybe Italy once and France once. A couple of trips to Disney World a year. I think that's adequate recreation. The right of every farmer to raise and sell his products at a return, which will give him and his family a decent living. Again, define decent. What is that? What does that mean? These are the kinds of things that Ocasio-Cortez is pushing for right now. Virtually everything that FDR wanted in the second Bill of Rights, she supports and is pushing. Um, The right of every family to a decent home, that's the one thing that I, I don't think she has actually stated yet. The right of every family to a decent home. Think of that. <laughs> well, my idea of decent and yours might be two different things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> a decent home to me is at least 15,000, 20,000 square feet with an indoor-outdoor pool. Oh, thank you. If you weren't yeah, going to say yeah. it. No, it had to be said. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I need a basketball court. In the home. Wait, wait, wait. Inside. Yeah, gymnasium inside the like house. A full length Maybe or? a tennis court, too. Yeah. You're not talking about like a half court. You mean no, like a full I, yeah, I'm talking about NBA f- regulation? Right. Uh-huh. Of course. What I do you want me to... I mean, if it's decent, it's got to be full court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so... How about a movie theater inside the oh, house? Oh, that's a must. Mm-hmm. That's a must. I don't want to have to go to the movie theater several miles from where I live. Would it be playing on a loop, that uh, RBG movie? Oh, of course, yeah. I bet that's good. Yeah. It's, but we'll never know. Well, we might know someday. <laughs> if it opens in more theaters closer to us, then, then we may actually find out. <laughs> the right to adequate, and she's absolutely pushing this, the right to ad- adequate medical care and the opportunity to in- achieve and enjoy good health. So you got a right to good health. To achieve it. And, and enjoy it. And then you have to enjoy it. Yeah. So if you don't enjoy good health, then, <laughs> then your rights are being violated. Yep, there you go. If you get sick, uh-huh. I'm I'm screaming oppression. <laughs> <laughs> the right to adequate protection from economic fears of old age, sickness, accident, <laughs> and unemployment. So you don't need to worry about a thing Mm-mm. under this plan. <clears throat> the right and the right to a good education, which of course uh, she's also pushing. So, so, so wait a minute now. Um, it is the second Bill of Rights, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she's. That's what she's trying to make happen. That's Ocasio Cortez. But um, like, you have to pay for this somehow. How do you do that? Pat? Oh, you just pay for it. What now? You know, you just pay for it. We're the wealthiest country on earth in the history of the world. You just pay for it. I, I always get a kick out of people who say, "Hey, how are you going to pay for all this?" <laughs> what do you mean? You just do. You just pay for it. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Is this, is this where she scribbled it out on the back of an envelope <clears throat> and, and came up with a? Yeah. A whole bunch of zeros, and you just pay for it. You just pay for it, that's all. Uh, I mean, I, I get a kick out of people who say, <laughs> how are you going to pay for it? And I tell them all the time, you just do. You just pay for it, that's all. This doesn't end well for America. Oof. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um This portion of the Pack Rape Unleashed broadcast uh, brought to you by Home Title Lock. Home title fraud is exploding, unfortunately, right now. And I, I think there's a lot of people who've never even heard of it. And it's I, I only recently heard about it several months ago when we started talking to the people at, at Home Title Lock when they showed me, hey, we'll give you an example of how easy this is. <clears throat> and so I gave them no information. They just went online and got my 
got my title. <laughs> and they transferred it to a Texas quit title deed in their name, forged by signature, and they suddenly owned my house. They could have taken out a loan. If this would have been an actual thief, they would have. They'd taken out a home equity line of credit, and uh, then I'd get stuck with the bill. If you own a home, now you do know about this. So get some peace of mind that this can't happen to you. If you own a home, if you have any rental properties, or you have elderly parents that could really use some help with something like this, get Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title, so they shut down any sinister activity that they detect. Now, you could already have a compromised title. You can find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. It's a $100 value. You get it for free when you when you sign up. So again, um, rest easy knowing that you're protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Hey, welcome. 888 900 and add Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, ben Shapiro. Loves to, I don't know why, he loves to go to colleges and and speak to the kids. Um, God bless uh, him. Bless his heart. I <laughs> would not do this. Right. I, I would not subject myself to this all the time. And he just keeps doing it. To his credit, he just keeps doing it and he hand, handles it really well. And, and he was just confronted uh, at, his, at one of his latest speeches by some liberal about abortion and... And how how can you possibly think that um, a fetus is viable? Well, I mean, when is a fetus? When is it really something that you value? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When is it something you value ever? Uh, look at this exchange between Ben Shapiro and a liberal student. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for coming. As uh, someone who is left-leaning, I truly believe in freedom of speech, and I think that that is a principle that... Well, thank you for coming. All of <laughs> So, um, my question was about abortion, and I just wanted to know, why exactly do you think a first trimester fetus has moral value? Okay, so a first trimester fetus has moral value because whether you consider it a potential human life or, an, or a full-on human life, it has more value than just a cluster of cells. If left to its natural processes, it will grow into a baby. So the real question is, where do you draw the line? So you can draw the line at the heartbeat because it's very hard to draw the line at the heartbeat. There are people who are adults who are alive because of a pacemaker and they need some sort of outside force generating their heartbeat. Okay, are you gonna do it based on brain function? Okay, well, what about people who are in a coma? Should we just kill them? Right, the problem is anytime you draw any line other than the inception of the child, you end up drawing a false line that can also be applied to people who are adults. So either human life has intrinsic value or it doesn't. I think we both agree that adult human life has intrinsic value. Can we start from that premise? I believe that sentience um, has, is what gives something moral value, not, okay, necessarily, so, not necessarily being a human alone. Okay, because, so, or, when you're, so when you're asleep, can I stab you? I'm still considered <laughs> sentient when I'm asleep. Okay, if you are in a coma from which you may awake, can I stab you? Well, then, uh, no. <laughs> I'm glad you answered that because I have no interest in actually murdering that's, you. But that's, so, but that's still potential sentience and it's still a potential... Like, I agree, go, like, it is potential sentience. sentience. You know what okay. else is potential sentience? Being right. a fetus. Yeah. Nice. The issue with that... 
the issue I have with that though is that um, in if, if I'm in a coma and I'm not like doing anything to anyone, I'm not causing any issues amongst the world. Whereas a, a, an un an unwanted child may or may not be a burden to people. Okay, well, there are be, lots of people who are unwanted, right? I mean, there are lots of people's parents who are unwanted, right? We're a bunch of college students. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the problem is that now, so now you're shifting the argument, right? Before you were making the argument based on the intrinsic value of a life based on sentience, and now you're talking about the level of burden that somebody presents as a separate moral argument, okay? I don't believe that you being a burden on somebody is justification for them killing you, as a general rule. <laughs> oh, man. Love him. Oh, <laughs> he just dog slapped that guy. Yeah. And the guy just, but the, the problem is it, it, that didn't, it didn't matter to this kid. It didn't matter. I, I, I don't know that even it even got through his thick skull. Yeah, maybe it didn't, but you know, it's on the internet and yeah. it's getting a lot of views and we're yeah. playing it here. So hopefully it touched it's, someone. It's definitely fun. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's definitely fun. <laughs> uh huh. I, I I love the fact that he takes on that challenge though, because uh, you know my hat's off to him. That's that's uh, it's not easy to do, and you know what you're going to get every time you walk into that. You're you're walking into the lion's den. And it's a shame we have to say this, but thanks UC Berkeley for letting him speak in the first place. Wow, was that UC Berkeley? I'm pretty sure that's where he was. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. UC Berkeley. Uh, is there any way you go into that enemy territory? No way. No way. Although I'm guessing that if there are any conservatives on campus, they're starved for something like this, for like a Ben Shapiro to show up and talk to him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I know when we used to do, uh, you know, the comedy tour and we'd go to Los Angeles, San Diego, uh, people would practically weep because they you know, felt like, hey, there's other people that uh, agree as I do. When you assemble them together in a theater and you have fun together, they realize, oh, I'm not alone. I'm actually not alone (laughs) in California. Yeah, but you still can fit all of them into one room. Um, No, but you're absolutely right. And yeah, that was uh, Cal Berkeley. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good for Ben. I mean, that's that's amazing. 888-900-3393. An amazing discovery that uh, they got to tell you about because... Um, What's happening, man? It seems serious. Well, the galaxy might be littered with dead aliens I'm who sorry. have been blindsided by natural climate change. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's... I feel bad. I shouldn't be laughing. Mm, no, you should not. I, I don't know what are, you're laughing about. You're laughing about dead. dead aliens? Uh-huh. I was, but wow. I've seen the error of my ways, and I'm sorry. On the cusp of yet another trip around the sun, uh, Bruce Dormini, who wrote this article, found himself wondering how many alien civilizations within any given sector of our Milky Way might have already come and gone. That, you know, maybe bit the dust because of yeah. natural climate change long after their planet had sung its last old Lang Syne. Uh, as stars age, their luminosity increases over billions of years, causing their habitable zones, the zones in which a terrestrial planet can have liquid water at its surface, to expand outward. outward. Uh, thus, extraterrestrial intelligence that happened to evolve on planets at the inner edges of their solar system's habitable zones might initially blossom into technological civilizations, he theorizes. But as their stars' luminosity increases... Their planet would suffer, well, catastrophic climate change oh, no. and kill everybody on it. 
And through no fault of their own. It's not because, you know, they're building massive SUVs. It's not because of coal-fired plants. It's because, I don't know, that's a natural way of things. Wow. So so maybe we haven't <clears throat> been contacted, you know, as fully as we could have been. Because maybe. Because of, of this catastrophic intergalactical climate change that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and you just, it's I mean. It's kind of sad, you know? It's really sad. So they're just killed entire planets full of people. Yeah, just dead bodies floating in space. I I don't want to fly through that solar system graveyard. No. No, thank you. So maybe it's a good thing we can't travel uh, between solar systems. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see this. A lot of big debris field out there. That's gross. Uh, And apparently uh, these civilizations, if they existed and and did, become extinct because of climate change too bad they didn't have an al gore mm-hmm. on their side to protect them and to fix it all or just or just or just calming them by reading them some poetry <clears throat> uh you know you could do that and just kind of soothe the soul through uh through words even right mm-hmm. right uh, yeah so i mean al gore poetry time huh we know that <laughs> i'd like to hear some al gore poetry at some point so uh, would i one thin september soon a floating continent disappears in midnight sun midnight sun vapors rise as fever settles on an acid sea neptune's bones dissolve neptune's bones snow glides from the mountain you glide ice fathers floods for a season hard rain comes quickly Mm. hard rain comes quickly Then dirt is parched, parched. kindling is placed in the forest for For the the lightning celebration. celebration. Unknown creatures take Take their their leave unmourned. unmourned. Well, and sometimes unknown civilizations, complete civilizations, Mm -hmm. ready their stirrups. stirrups. Passion seeks heroes and friends. The bell of the city on the hill is rung. The shepherd cries. Cries. The hour of choosing has arrived. Here are your tools. And let me just tell you one more thing. I am a tool. (laughs) I'd just like to leave you with that. Hey, Al. Uh, wow. I'm so glad you read that. I was really, I'm very happy. Thanks for to, asking me. I'm Thanks happy to hear it in your voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we all are, Harry. Kiss um, me, Harry. Kiss me right now. <laughs> I, need you, I need you to do something for me in the audience. I want you to read this line as Al Gore, please. <clears throat> Here are your tills. Now release my chakra. You're welcome. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. They, apparently, these lost civilizations with the dead aliens everywhere didn't have didn't have an Al Gore. It's really yeah. a it's a sad situation. Fortunately, we do, and sometimes I think we take him for granted. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, what a missed opportunity! What a missed opportunity! Eighteen years ago. <laughs> I I love Harry Smith's response to that. Wow, it's so, so glad to have heard that in your voice. <laughs> so over the top. I don't know if he's kidding around or he really no, loved it. No, I, I think he actually fell in love with Al during the reading. <laughs> I, think, I think that just moved him so deeply. He literally fell in love with him. Want to go get some drinks, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And of course, you know, sometimes we, we laugh and, and we joke about Al, uh-huh. but really... He's warned us about some really scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, Two kilometers or so down, in yeah. most places there are these yeah. incredibly, incredibly hot, hot rocks because the interior of the Earth is extremely hot, hot, several million degrees. And extremely hot, several million degrees. <laughs> Hotter than the surface of the sun. 
in fact, the surface isn't even the hottest part of the sun. Oh, really? You know, as it rises from the surface mm-hmm. and mixes with all the gas, mm-hmm. uh, it actually becomes heated to about two million, two million degrees. And if this is several million degrees yeah. just under the surface, oh. uh, it's hotter than that. Snap! Yeah, the surface of the sun's only eleven thousand degrees, <clears throat> so that's See? not that. That's not that hot. I mean, right? The the geology and astronomy lessons yeah. you get. I know on Pat Gray Unleashed. And from Al Gore. And from Al Gore. I mean, no wonder this planet is getting hot. It's not has nothing to do with the sun. It's mm-hmm. from just a couple kilometers below the surface of the Earth, oh, where it's yeah. several million degrees. <laughs> Maybe the core of the Earth is what actually set the sun ablaze. It Maybe might be. the sun was just a it rock might be. floating around minding its own business and got too close to Earth. We might be the heat source for the entire galaxy. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. We might be. Global warming explained be. right there. <laughs> we just figured it out. Yep. Ow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it bat unleashed on Twitter. Um, much more to come. Radio Network. What were they? Five and seven? Four and eight? What were they? Four and eight. Okay. Well, you know, we're just a year removed from four and nine, so. I mean, I could I could explain to you how they could, uh, if you want to go down this road, easily have been eight and four, but I know you don't really care. No, because. Just make it small talk. Cougars could have really been uh, 11 and two and uh, weren't, so. Boy, those Falcons, they were so close to being 16 and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But no, I mean, they nine. lost four games. BYU lost four games by a combined 12 points, I think it was. Falcons lost four games on the last so, play of the game. So, do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Our teams, man, underachievers. But uh, the Cougars did have a great bowl game. They beat uh, that uh, powerful Western yeah, Michigan yeah. Uh, steamroller. Wow, you, wait a minute. 49-18. You took down what? Western Michigan? Took down Western Michigan. That yeah. juggernaut? Yes. You did that? Yeah. Well, Whoa. I didn't personally, but sure. my team BYU no, did. No, they were feeding off of your vibes. 49-18. Oh, I'm so proud of your Gave team. Gave them a serious beating they'll not soon forget, right. I'll tell you. You know what surprised me the most? Was Texas beating uh, Georgia? I don't care to talk. That's about unreal. That yeah, I don't like that. That is unreal. I like their stupid cow running over Uga before the game. Yeah, the cow thing. The the Bevo went nuts. I don't right? like the Longhorns to begin with, and now even less so. Mm. Didn't like to see the. I thought it was mascot. impressive, though. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Texas fan necessarily, but I'm I'm a fan of the state, just not the right, University exactly. of Texas. Yes, UT doesn't. You know, throw me. But uh, beating Georgia like that, I thought Georgia was going to pummel them. Especially after they got job not getting in the playoff and watched right. the couple and I teams think that, that did. I think that might have had something Maybe they got to a do with cocky their, or something. I, well, I think they were. I think they were less than thrilled about being where they were. Yes, even though it was That's true, the Sugar Bowl, right? Um, which is a pretty big bowl game, but they wanted to be in the national championship. Yeah, they wanted to be in the playoff. And they didn't get there. And so I think they're like, we get to play a four-loss team, mm-hmm. the 15th ranked team in the nation when we're number five. And I don't think they got up for it. 
Well, I don't think they got up. But after the two playoff games were blowouts, Georgia should have been able to make a statement and say, look, let me show right, you what you missed out on. That's what should and have it happened. It should have been the other way. Yeah. Uh, and then LSU ended UCF's 25-game winning streak. Oh. That was the other really interesting thing. Um, LSU beat uh, Central Florida 40-32. So that ended that Cinderella story. Triple eight nine hundred. I'm a little jealous of the Cinderella story from Central Florida. They've been they've been tremendous over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And last year, if you might remember correctly, they beat an SEC team, Auburn. Remember in a bowl game. Remember they beat Auburn, and mm-hmm. Auburn was the only team to beat both Alabama and Georgia, who right. played for the national title. Right. So that was a huge win last year. Who was that coach? I can't recall the coach uh, for UCF last year. Scott Coldness. Scott Coldness. Scott. Yeah. It was Scott Coldness who now went on to the University of Nebraska where it's Coach under, Coldness. Under an assumed name of Frosty yeah. or no, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Frosty the Snowman. I will I don't say, know. and I am not, I will never make predictions for any of my teams. I will just mm. say that the schedule next year for the Huskers sets up nicely, and I'll leave it at that. All right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I will say this BYU's youth. They've got 25 freshmen that started this year uh, during the course of the year. Wow. Not, not in oh, one okay. game, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Obviously, 22. <laughs> 22 is the maximum. <laughs> that could. But 25 freshmen uh, started at some point mm-hmm. uh, during the season. Wow, and so and young. Yeah, like nine of the 11 uh, uh, on nine of the 11 starters on offense are freshmen. It's, a, it's an amazingly young wow. team. And they start out with uh, U- they start out with Utah. Then they play Tennessee on the road. Then they play USC and Washington at home. Those are the first four games. Oof. Going to be making any bets with Jeffy this year? (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it. Oh, well, good luck. Uh, But anyway, I can't believe we're already to the place where the college football season is over, except for the national championship, Mm -hmm. unless there's some one of those goofy – uh, between the national championship game and the end of the regular bowl season where oh. two six and six teams play yeah, like, on the like fifth the or something. Ir- irrelevancy bowl? Yes. Let me check. That happens almost every year. But uh, I think other than the national championship game, yeah, college football's over and the NFL regular season is over. Uh, more on Jeez. Trivia Friday, don't forget, with Stu in here acting as a stand-in commissioner. Um, and it just so happens that his Eagles are a part of more on Trivia. They take on the Bears. That should be a good game. 8 a.m. Eastern time here on the Pat Gray Unleashed the Bears. The Bears are surprisingly good. Great defense. Yeah. Yes, sir. And Nick Foles is, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, oh, this is – oh, check this out. Did Nick, it again. Okay. I wish uh, I wish Stu was in here, but uh, Nick Foles gets a bonus, a million-dollar bonus if he plays 33% of the uh, offensive snaps for the Eagles this year. Um, and he got injured in the last game and was taken out early. And ended up only playing in 32% of the Eagles' offensive plays this year. So we'll see if the Eagles have it in their heart. to Because they wouldn't after, be in the playoffs without right, him. Right. And after he won the Super Bowl MVP yes, last year, he deserves it. Right. He deserves see it. see if there's an update on that. Hmm. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's amazing how fast time, time, time goes. It seems like we just were all celebratory because the season was finally starting. Football, football was actually here. Now it's virtually over. It's almost over. And for me, you know, with college football being done and then the Packers out, kind of is over. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh all right. We uh we were wondering about what a human was that um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Bernie Sanders was talking about. A human. Uh human. And uh so Edward, I think, in Florida. Okay. 
claims to know what a human is. Uh, hey, Edward. Absolutely. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Great talking to you. I love you listening too. to you guys. Thank you. A human is related to a ute. Oh. <laughs> Utes okay. come from the movie My Cousin Vinny. Right. Now, what is a ute? Right. <laughs> a ute is a cousin to a human. Uh-huh. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up, Edward. Yeah. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is a human something that uh, has value though. I don't. I don't think so. Right? Does it? A ute might have value, but I. I don't think a human does. Yeah, it's just a cluster of cells <laughs> that don't really materialize in anything. Mm-hmm. All right, triple eight nine hundred. Thirty-three ninety-three. Um, Chuck Todd had an interesting show on Sunday on Meet the Press, Meet the Nation. What it faced the world. What I don't know. The, we're flying through the universe. I'm in the solar system. Whatever it's called uh, that he does that I don't watch but yeah. hear clips of occasionally. Uh-huh. Uh, he was quite interesting in his thoughts on uh, on global warming. The whole show was going to be focused. On one topic, and he was talking about how unusual that was. This this morning, we're going to do something that we don't often get to do. Dive in on one topic. Mm -hmm. It's obviously extraordinarily difficult to do this, as the end of this year has proven in the era of Trump. But we're going to take an in-depth look, uh, regardless of that, at a literally earth-changing subject that doesn't get talked about this thoroughly on television news, at least. Climate change. But just as important mm-hmm. as what we are going you to are do this hour is do. what we're not going to do. What are you not we're not going to debate climate change, the existence huh. of it. The earth is getting hotter and human activity is a major cause, period. I mean, this isn't supposedly a news presentation. This is a news show. And you're not going to debate. There's there's not going to be the other side. We're just not going to entertain anybody who claims anything other than what we believe. I... That is un- unbelievable. We're not going to give time to climate deniers. The science is settled, wow. even if political opinion is not. The science is settled, even if political opinion is not. Wow. Uh, that's a pretty wow. definitive statement that just isn't true. It's a flat-out lie. It's an absolute fabrication. Well, you're with the right company there, Chuck NBC. Wow. Good grief. I mean, that's terrible. That is... That is... Uh, Garbage journalism at its worst. Well, garbage journalism at its best. Actual journalism at its worst. All right. Thanks for that uh, definitive declaration uh, that there is no debate and that that nobody can challenge you on your opinions. Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. Real and, and climate deniers. You know what that is? That's just putting them in the same in the same category as Holocaust deniers. Mm-hmm. That's what that's all about. And they've done a really effective job at that. Yeah, that word. we're not going to entertain climate deniers. Mm-hmm. Yep, that word denier. Yeah, that's like that's like uh, trying to shut down an argument that you have no leg to stand on. That's like mm-hmm. throwing out racist. It's just these these key words that they throw out there. That they think, okay, I'm going to shut down this because I don't have a defense for what I'm arguing. So I'm just going to shut them down with this word. In the same way that you wouldn't entertain a person who says that the Holocaust didn't happen. You wouldn't have a Holocaust denier on a show because we all know. I mean, we've got pictures. We've got uh, people who were in it. We've got uh, soldiers. 
We've got governments. We we've have. Got, we've got the results of experiments on human beings from these places. Right. So that's a different issue. Now that was proven. But weather happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And the climate stuff that they continually talk about has happened forever. And it's no different than it's ever been. It just, it just check the records when they talk about hurricanes. There have been less than there were before uh, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth when he told us hurric- hurricanes are going to be more powerful and more frequent in nature. And, and, and then we didn't have a major hurricane again until last year. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Let's see. The year 1000. That was quite a while back, okay? Um, mm-hmm. That's when the Vikings grew barley in Greenland. And you need warmer temperatures than Greenland has today in order to grow barley. So guess what? It's been warmer, and that was... Was that before or after SUVs came around in factories? The year 1000. The year 1000. after SUVs? Because mm. I'm, I'm kind of young, huh. so I don't know. Help me out here. Um, 1000 would have been... Uh, the year 1000. Something like... I mean, don't make this so difficult. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, something right? Something like 1,019 okay. years ago? Or something like that, right? So SUVs... Mm. Factories, the industrial cars, age. Cars, yeah, cars were invented around the time of Dylan, Jesus's birth. Dylan's down the hall here. He might know. <laughs> Dylan, when when is he still in school? Yeah. When when were cars? When were vehicles manufactured for the first time? Look that up. Was it before? <laughs> I just need to know if it was before or after the year one thousand. He says it's somewhere around the Battle of Hastings. So I mean, that didn't help. Okay. Me. Come yeah, on, that Dylan, did, that's too much information. I just need a number. Hastings. I need a number, Dylan. Not not points in time, man. <laughs> He's just showing off now. Yeah, he's go. just showing off. That's all he's doing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Anyway, so there you go. Um, it's been warmer, and that was before an industrialized society took hold. Okay, so enough. Yeah. Seems like there was something called an ice age, too, when, when ice kind of encroached on much of the planet's surface. And then something happened where there was a warming sensation that melted it I, yeah i don't oh, i don't know how oh, that oh, happened that's when the earth's core got really hot and, and set several fire to million the, degrees and set fire to the sun yes. probably about that time yes got it uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it pat unleashed uh on twitter where uh bronco nagurski fan club tweets oh yeah pretty much what edward yeah, told us from florida <laughs> a human is a grown version of a ute very similar. Uh, uh, Keystone Pig. That's cool. P- Keystone Pig. I like that uh, name. Wait. Uh, Sanders couldn't deal with income inequality in a 1,200-person staff, yet he's got the answer to alleged income inequality for an entire country. Uh-huh. Yeah, good point. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also, Orson Welles Fishbowl tweets. <laughs> Orson Welles. You remember the reference to that? Yes. Our listeners Poor are the best. Glenn. I mean, what, it was what, five years ago? Oh, no, 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 no. Longer? Oh, it was in New York. 20, no, it was just after you got here 2012. Was so it? So about six years ago. Yeah, okay. okay. Seven years ago, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> when, when the cleaning lady wiped clean right, Glenn's fishbowl yeah. that had been painted on by Orson Welles. Whoops. <laughs> well, it was dirty. Right. And it had some stuff on the outside of the bowl, and so she washed it and off. And now... It's clean. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and so the reference or- Orson Welles Fishbowl ha- wishes uh, Ocasio-Cortez a happy inauguration day. Hey-oh! 
Happy inauguration day. Like a few months ago, she said she when she was inaugurated, she was going to start signing bills into law, and she was wow. very excited about that. And then I wonder if somebody took her aside and said, hey, uh, Putin, you're not being inaugurated. You're being sworn in. The other thing is you don't sign bills. Shh. That's the president. That's the executive office. Just pay for it, Pat. <laughs> just pay for it. Yeah, you just pay for it. Don't worry about it. And uh, from Jules, Keith, are you indicating that 2019 is the year to invest in plenty of duct tape? Oh, there's been plenty of stories you've read today that required That's me crazy, uh, to but... hold my... I mean, you just asked yesterday, is, is 2019 going to be better than 2018? I think we've already seen the answer to that, right? No, it's uh, definitely... Uh, definitely no. The no. answer is no. No. Got to hold my head together with duct tape. I mean, we've got this story, too, from Harry Reid, who's not even in office anymore, and but he's spouting off again. Now, this is sad, because I, I didn't realize... He's got pan- pancreatic cancer. I didn't know that either. That's really sad. Yeah. Uh, don't wish that on anybody. Mm-hmm. And apparently he, you know, it's bad. So he's 79 years old and uh, speaking out against the president. He doesn't think much of Trump, as you can imagine. He doesn't think much of his morals or his management style. Frankly, I don't think much of Harry Reid's morals. He doesn't seem to have many either. Yeah. Uh, if you remember the whole lying thing that he did about Mitt Romney who is also back in the news, and we've got to tell you about mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> some of the stuff going on with him. Mm-hmm. But um, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't agree that Trump functions like a mob boss, which is what M- Romney wrote. Um, he, and Harry Reid would know this because there's a lot of rumors that he's been involved with mob bosses in Las Vegas for a good long time. A good long time. And he wrote, organized crime is a business, and they're really good with what they do. But they're better off when things are predictable. In my opinion, they don't do well with chaos, and that's what we have going with Trump. Uh, he said Trump is an interesting person. He's not immoral, but is amoral. Amoral is when you shoot someone in the head, it doesn't make a difference. No conscience. I think he's without question the worst president we've ever had. We've had some bad ones, and there's not even a close second to him. He'll lie. He'll cheat. You can't reason with him. Uh, and this is from a guy who knows about lying and cheating. Oh my gosh, what a hypocrite. Right? Ah, oh, Harry Reid, shut up. Unbe- it's, it's unbelievable. Remember how he uh, he got a call at his office? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. From somebody who said, uh, hey, uh, Mitt Romney hasn't paid his taxes yeah. in over 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's out there now and he's got to deal with it. <laughs> We never heard any details on that. Where'd that come from? The next day, the New York Times said, no, that's not true. Oh it's God. not true. He stuck with it the whole time. Wow. And then when he was challenged about it, mm-hmm. here's what he had to say. I don't regret that at all. The Koch brothers, no one would help me. They were afraid the Koch brothers would go after them. So I did it on my own. So no regrets about Mitt Romney, about the Koch brothers. Because some people have even call, called it McCarthyite. Huh. Well, they call it whatever they want. Um... Romney didn't win, did he? So, essentially admitted to lying. Yeah. Essentially admitted yep. he had nothing on him. Uh, well, he didn't win, did he? Because he so, ends justify the means. Yeah. He's not president, so I don't care how he got there. That's just the way it is now. Didn't matter he lied. Mm. Didn't matter he, he smeared a man who was absolutely paying his taxes. Accused him of wrongdoing, of breaking the law, and not being eligible for the presidency when it was a total lie. And he knew it. And he knew it. Do you know, just out of curiosity, and I don't know that you would even know this, but 
Were, were there any calls from the church, the faith that those two men share um, yeah, about this? I don't this? know that. I don't know. Because that is I don't know. I always wondered evil, about man. that. Yeah, it is evil. It's absolutely evil. Oh. And I have wondered about that often. I would love to know. Oof. But uh, they don't they don't share that kind of stuff with me. Right. <laughs> no, no, they no, don't. They don't. Like, hey, hey, you know what, Pat? You guys, have been, you guys have been railing we're on gonna, uh, we, Harry I know Reed. you've been talking about Harry Reid. We're going to call him. Yeah. We're going to call him on the carpet and yeah. give him the what for. So, In fact, we're uh, going to get uh, Senator Reid and uh, <laughs> Governor Romney And you know what? And, uh, we'll record it, and uh-huh. we'll send it to you so you can play it on the air. It'd be good audio for the It'll, show, I'm sure. You ima- oh, it'd be great. Oh, I want to hear that conversation. That I would play. happen, I would play. Oh, I want to hear every last word from that. So, no. Come on, Harry. I have no inside knowledge on that, unfortunately. 888 3393. Um, we got to tell you about this guy who showed up at Mar-a-Lago looking for the president because he wanted to talk to him about his $6.3 trillion. <laughs> it's an interesting story. We'll get to that uh, wow. coming up here in a few minutes. <laughs> Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Authorities say a man was arrested for trespassing after he drove up to President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort and told a Secret Service agent that he was there to talk to the president about, quote, his $6.3 trillion and then refused to leave. Now, nobody seems to know what he meant by, what do you mean your $6.3 trillion? This guy's $6.3 yeah, trillion? Not I, Trump's. I guess it's... I, I'm not sure if it's Trump's or his. Well, either way, that could make a huge difference. Either deficit. way, who's ever got $6.3 trillion, I want to talk to him about yeah, it. Yeah, let's do that. Florida court documents show 30-year-old uh, Brian Whithurst, Whitehurst pulled up to the president's resort on Sunday and told Secret Service agent Tim Donahue he needed to talk to the president about the trillions of dollars. <laughs> it's unclear what he was referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Donahue and a Mar-a-Lago security official told him, you got to leave. But he refused because he said he had a reservation. Oh, and some important business, obviously. And the, really you know. important business. <laughs> I mean, if you got $6.3 trillion, yeah, let's. that pays off what? A, a third, third a of third. the national debt? Right at, yeah. $6.3 trillion. I want to talk to let's you about turn, it. Let's not be so come hasty. On. Don't turn him away. I mean, <laughs> yeah, come this, on. This guy is fairly well-to-do. Let's There's talk to something him. Something happened in there. we got to explore this <laughs> a little bit more before we just say, nah, keep your money. I mean, where did you get that money? Are you, are you really good at scrapbooking, or um, uh, how did you come about that? Because I know coupons. scrapbooking can bring in really tons of extra dollars in your spare time at home. I mean, coupons can, too. Like if you, go yeah. to, if yeah. you, yeah. If you take advantage on Double Coupon Wednesday, yeah, well, I mean, before you know it, you're up to $6.3 trillion in your back pocket. You're like, whoa, what do I do with this? I'll help the nation. i got to go talk to the president. Or if you shop at Kohl's. Let's say you yes, go to Kohl's yes, and you buy you some jewelry for your, for your wife. Yep. You get the cash back. Uh-huh. You get the discount on the sale, which mm-hmm. is always 50 55%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then you get the then you get the uh, the discount from using your Kohl's card. Yes, yes, yes. And by the time you get done, they've actually paid they you paid cash you. Yeah. to take the mo- the yeah. product out of the store. Because yeah. because and the- that could add up quickly to six point three trillion. And they're kind of evil. Their business model because what you'll do is you'll go through the line at Kohl's, and then mm-hmm. just when you think, "Wow, I just got a fifty dollar purchase for two dollars and forty seven cents," awesome. Then they're like, "Hey." I'm your dealer. Here's some more cash. Kohl's cash yeah. right here. Here's Let's a take this. Thirty dollars we'll in three days. Thirty dollars huh? in Kohl's cash. Yep, right there. Uh, this is good on uh, January 10th. Yep, yep. And then you get home mm-hmm. and you check the mail. What else? More Kohl's cash. Now you're yep. like, oh my gosh, I've got to spend I this. I must go back. Go to back. I mean, they're brilliant there. I and mean, then, that's and then you drug. look at the receipt. I, uh-huh. I bought my wife a few things there. She loves Kohl's. Yeah, uh, me too. And uh, for Christmas, I I went and. Uh, I saved over seven point eight million dollars. <laughs> what? Seven point eight million dollars. Bring that in. I want to see yeah. that receipt. I'll show it to you. Just bring. I mean, have you, you haven't lost the receipt, have you? No, no. Oh, good. No, I, I want to see that. I love Kohl's, man. <laughs> I'm so addicted, and I just—it's a game, man. You're like, I saved how much, I <gasps> and I walked out here with how much more. <laughs> I'll see you next weekend, Mister Cashier. Last year, it did say I saved. And I only spent a couple hundred dollars, I think. There. Yeah, yeah. You're talking but about. I, you I, get the for statement? Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. you get the statement. Yeah, and it said I saved. Fourteen hundred dollars, I think it was. <laughs> it was fourteen hundred dollars. Amazing! Like seriously, uh-huh. either you're jacking up your prices yeah. like crazy, or no. No. I just ripped you off. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I ripped them off. <laughs> totally ripped them off, man. I, I spent so much time at that clearance rack. But let me tell you this, though. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the 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 situation is this, Pat. What we're leaving out of the story is that because you and I shop so diligently at Kohl's, is that you and I. We're not telling anyone. We've accumulated six point three trillion as well. Yeah. So if we weren't selfish and we combined forces with well, this guy am, in Florida, though. we right. could pay off we the could entire pay off the national whole thing. debt. But shh, I'm keeping <laughs> my money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even trying to see the president about it because yeah, nope. it's just going to be in my bank account. I'm gonna spend that myself. <laughs> yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. President Trump has called out the Vatican because of their wall. I love this. I love it. <laughs> I love this too. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear this audio. <laughs> this is fantastic because he's right, and yeah. I, I think he gets this from talk radio because we've said this a million times. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry, the Pope doesn't. I he he wants us to let all illegals into our country and not build a wall because it's immoral or whatever. What about that massive 900 foot wall around the Vatican? Well, the president mentioned that. Uh, how bad it is. How dangerous it is and why we need a wall. But they know that. Look, look. Look. When they say the wall's immoral, mm-hmm. well, then you got to do something about the Vatican because the Vatican <laughs> has the biggest wall of them all. Uh, the wall is immoral. Mm-hmm. Look at all of the countries that have walls. Yeah. Look Thank at you. them. Yeah. Look at them. Look at all the countries that have walls. Any, you know, uh, how do you get around that? Why is there a wall around the Vatican if it's so bad to have walls and try to keep people out and sort of manage those who come in? You know, that's why there's a door so that people can come in if you want them to or if, you know, you think that's fine for them or you've invited them, perhaps. But it keeps everybody else out that you haven't invited. He also mentioned, by the way, uh, Barack Obama's wall around his house in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Why does he have a wall if a wall is so terrible? At the same time, though, Ann Coulter, um, who's a little uh, 
I guess, fed up with President Trump. After disenchanted, would you say? Disenchanted, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Uh, she says that uh, the president will cave on the wall, uh, and that's going to happen soon, and the wall's not going to happen. And I, I think she might be right. Um, she said, for one thing, he actually did shut down the government, though don't worry, he will fold in the end. Wow. Boy, she's changed her tune. Mm-hmm. Coulter decried the president last month after the Senate passed a continuing resolution to stave off a government shutdown. Uh, Trump reversed course, though, afterwards, re-upping his demand for the border wall. And, of course, the government did shut down. She added, the one person who deserves the most credit of all for going ballistic when Trump caved on the wall funding uh, right before Christmas is Matt Drudge. He was the one who put it up as the siren. It just shows you how the media is so terrified of Drudge that they'll not mention him. Fox was like three days behind the game. Uh, he really does set the, the national agenda, as yep. he did with this. Yeah, I think to a certain extent that's probably true. Uh, at the end of uh, the interview, she turned back to Trump. If he doesn't build the wall, the next president will be a Democrat. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything that President Trump can do that would cause people to not support him anymore. Was it was it on on the show yesterday or was it Glenn's show where we were mentioned No, I think you mentioned Jerry Falwell. Yes. Was asked the question, is there anything that could dissuade you from supporting this president? Well, yeah, it, it and actually just just so that we have this completely <laughs> it is um it is oh shoot, where is it? Okay. Washington Post. Is there anything President Trump could do that would endanger that support from you? Is there anything he could do? Anything from you or other evangelical leaders? So, Falwell answers very simply. Well, it was, I mean, I don't know if you can call it simply. He said, uh, he said, okay, quote, the word no. no. End quote. <laughs> so it was he a pretty was complex for, statement. Yeah, so he was speaking for himself, Jerry Falwell Jr. And apparently the and entire evangelical, evangelical community. Leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is happening? I mean, anything. I That's a broad... I mean, he didn't qualify. He didn't say, well, look, I mean, sure, there are some things, if you want to get crazy with your hypotheticals here at Washington Post, that I suppose anybody could do to, to cause someone to, to uh, lose favor with a community. But uh, in general, but that's not what he said. No, he just no. Said no, no, no. We're good. And that just he basically was honest, and that's how everyone is being right now. And <laughs> and you could tell that there are those who would not waver in their support for him under any circumstances. And he's, Lou Dobbs is one of those. Lou Dobbs is nuts over Trump. I mean, I, I, I don't I mean I, I like a lot of the things that he's done since he's been the president. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes. 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 Let's but just say that. Yes, he has done so many great things. Support the the mm -hmm. just there's no maniacal. Yeah. Uh, it, anybody who says anything about the president that they don't like, uh, they go nuts. And Romney just spoke out against him. So Romney is public enemy number one. And look, I'm no fan of Mitt Romney. I think we made that pretty clear over the years. Um, but this Lou Dobbs thing, 
because Romney said something against the president, look out. And golly, what a, you know, Mitt Romney is, I mean, he's lowering a snake's belly. Well, we had this conversation what? about a month ago on the show, so I mean, the bottom line is... Well, refresh me. I said he's going to be the leader of the opposition uh, uh, in the Republican Party, and I think to a certain extent he's going to be very bored with the job. Mm-hmm. He's one of the lowest members uh, in the sense of seniority. Uh, Mike Lee is the senior senator there, and, uh, and he'll be on every talk show... And his temptation will be to shoot his mouth off and change his positions and attack temptation. the president. I mean, this is the petty, small... Uh, before he's even a senator. Yeah. Before he's, he's what? Before he's even sworn in. Well, yes, but he is still just... I, I mean, he's reprehensible. <laughs> I, I can't even believe the people of Utah elected this creep. Well, he, remember, the president went out and endorsed him, and I think that's had a big... big well, wait a minute. You mean the people of Utah... Didn't mm-hmm. know that he was anti-Trump. He didn't run against yeah, Trump. Yeah. He ran no. with Trump. Is- mm-hmm. No, the people of Utah knew. Uh, they knew full well. They just don't worship Donald <laughs> Trump like you do. I, I think that's the issue. I mean, do they like him? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably many of them do like him and support him. Yeah. Voted for him. Uh, obviously, he won Utah handily. But I don't know that it's blind support like Lou Dobbs is showing. Whoa, easy, easy. You're kind of getting down there lower than a snake's belly, Pat. <laughs> I know. I really... Yes, <laughs> I am. phrase is that? Yes, I am. That's like a... That's like a election night Dan Rather quote there, you know, like, uh, crazier than a hen before a storm rolls in over the plains. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so last night was Bash Mitt Romney night over on uh, on Fox. It happened as well. All right, let's turn our attention just briefly to Mitt Romney. Okay, let's do um, it. He's not been sworn in as senator, mm-hmm. and Romney is already launching a feckless attack against the president. That is true. There was no feck in his attack at all. I didn't find any feck. Did you see any feck in his attack? Nope. Completely feckless. Short of feck. So Hannity's right about that. There was no feck. Following his op-ed slamming President Trump for so-called character and leadership issues, well, the uh-huh. RNC chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, mm. his niece tweeted, oh, wow. well, for an incoming Republican freshman senator to attack President Trump as their first act feeds into what the Democrats and the media want and is disappointing and unproductive. Mm-hmm. Our friend, the great one, Mark Levin, issued an even dire warning, writing, it's clear Romney will be a destructive force in the Senate playing to the liberal media, which will praise Mm -hmm. him and seeking to create a pathway to the presidency. Mm -hmm. And I'll add, by the way, um, and I supported Mitt Romney, Yeah, that's the same media that brutalized him in 2012. Mm -hmm. Uh It's sad that he has more interest in closing up to those people on the left that hated him than sticking up for (laughs) protecting American citizens. So don't say anything against the president ever. Never. Yeah. Not a word. Um, or your risk being lower than a snake's belly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we, I guess that's where we are, lower than a snake's belly, because we we have said things critical of him from time to time. Now, am I also, or do I become <clears throat> disingenuous if at the same time I say that he has done things um, that I never thought I'd see a president do in my lifetime that are great? No, for sure. Uh, and we've mentioned that many times. Uh, but, but, but does many that times. count for anything? Because we're no. lower than a Not snake's belly. Not if you've now said something yeah. critical of him. You're lower than a snake's belly. Snake's belly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is kind of interesting because, uh, on the other hand, you've got the mainstream media, the, the non-Fox or Lou Dobbs people, who are so anti-Trump that there is nothing he could do that they would ever agree with. And it's kind of amazing that the former 
executive editor of the New York Times, Jill Abramson, just admitted that. That the New York Times is unmistakably anti-Trump, she said. To the point where it has damaged their credibility. Uh, She's got a soon-to-be-published book, Merchants of Truth. And um, she defends the Times in some ways, but then talks about how the media has become the opposition party. And that's that's not their job. I mean, they should be a check and balance, but they shouldn't be the opposition party. Uh, and she just says that the, the news pages are unmistakably anti-Trump. Some headlines contained raw opinion, as did some stories that were labeled as news analysis. She's absolutely right about that. So you just got you've got both extremes uh, when it comes to the president, um, and sometimes it lies somewhere in between those. In fact, most of the time, the truth is somewhere in between. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about a new weight loss product, Riduzone R I D U Z O N E, that has become a really important part of the Blaze family. It was launched by a local company who produced a metabolite of olive oil. And they created this patented product that just helps control your appetite and it helps you lose weight. It's also a big help when you want to keep the weight off. A six-year study of former contestants from The Biggest Loser showed that when you lose weight, your body actually thinks something bad happened. And so it kind of fights back by slowing down your metabolism and boosting your appetite so you eat more. And then it just pushes you right back into where you were before. But Riduzone contains a patented ingredient that has been shown to boost your metabolism back up and reduce appetite, and it helps you burn fat. Now, you might know that Sarah in our office and the host of The News and Why It Matters, she lost over 100 pounds, and she looks amazing, obviously, and she struggled every day with cravings, but now she's taking Riduzone, and she talks about often how much easier it is to control her appetite and she's not thinking about food all day. Now, for a short time, we've got a 30% off deal for our show. Just go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT. That's riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, riduzone.com, promo code PAT, to get 30% off a three-month supply. Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three edit Pat unleashed on Twitter. Promiscuous fish tweets uh, concerning Bernie and the way he pronounces human human. Mm-hmm. And we got this. So we were wondering what a human is, and it's I guess a lot of people are saying it's like a Ute. <laughs> Promiscuous fish tweets. I thought Utes were godless animals. Oh snap! And they, yes, you're you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. That's interesting. It's interesting, Ivan. We got any calls yet? Huh. No. Yeah. Um, Bronco Nagurski fan club, $6.3 trillion pays off a third of the national debt or one family vacation to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> it's about right. Yeah. Uh, Just to muck and fudge tweets, uh, could it be said that Romney gave zero facts? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it was completely... Feckless, according uh-huh. to Hannity. So, yes, I think zero facts uh-huh. would be appropriate. Uh, over the weekend, anybody see Aquaman? Mm-mm. That was obviously the number one movie of the weekend. Um, it made $52 million, but it cost $189 million to make. So I don't 
I don't know how good a start that was. Of course, it started, I guess, the week before, right? It's been out for two weeks. So it's up to 100. No, that's the total gross. That's not how much it cost. It's up to 189 million so far. Wow, oh. that's okay. So that's good. So we don't know how much. So it that's costs? better, right? That's <laughs> better I than I look, thought. I, I'm the worst person in the world at math. So don't look um, for me for help. Mary Poppins Returns is up to 99 million since it came out. Uh, Bumblebee, the latest in a long line of Transformer movies, uh, up to 67 million. Made 20 million over the weekend. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, no interest in that. 104 million. Uh, but it only made eighteen million the weekend. Uh, the Mule, where <laughs> hold on, I got to tell you this: one hundred and seventy-three year old uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay, so that's a good segue. My my ninety-three year old grandmother loves Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. She decided to go and see that movie. Oh, did she really? I, I think uh, a lady that uh. helps her out said, "You know, you want to go see this Clint Eastwood movie? I know you're a big fan." So mm-hmm. she went to see it. And she goes, "There's a Keith. There's a lot of ugly stuff in that picture." <laughs> uh, she said. Uh, like what? I, I didn't. I didn't. A lot of ugly I'm not, stuff. I'm not going to discuss okay. with my grandmother whatever could have possibly happened in a movie. Um, but then she goes, apparently there's a lot of that uh, ugly stuff happening in these movie houses these days. So uh, that was the conversation. I was like, okay. So Has it uh, been a while since she's been to a movie? I guess it has been. Maybe. I think maybe uh, mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the last thing she saw in oh, the okay. theater. So. All right. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> and even then she didn't care for it. Uh, so The Mule was fifth. It made $12 million over the weekend, it's up to sixty-one million. It's already made more than its budget, uh, so it's doing. It's actually doing pretty well for an eighty-eight-year-old actor that that brought that to the screen. And it's a true story about a ninety-year-old drug mule who worked for the the drug cartels in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Did a whole bunch of runs for him, and I th- I think eventually wound up in jail. Uh-huh. Uh, I know how it ended because my ninety-three-year-old grandmother has already ruined it for me. Oh no! Yeah. No, that's not right. I won't be seeing that ugly picture. Um, Vice, Holmes and Watson, which I heard was really bad. That's the new uh, Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. I, it looks dumb. It does. It looks, looks bad. really dumb. And apparently it is. Right. Uh, second act, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Dr. Seuss's The Grinch rounded out the uh, top ten. It, so. by, by the way, um, Aquaman is up to how much has it uh, grossed worldwide? Because it cost 160 to make, $160 million. Oh, okay. This is just in America. It's made 189 oh, I think it's uh, well on its way. Doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's doing well. You know what's not doing well is that Mortal Engines movie with uh, uh, James Cameron movie. And usually his... I, I don't know that he's ever had a flop until now. Because that cost a hundred million to make. It's been out for three weeks. It's made fourteen million dollars. I haven't even heard of this. Yeah, what? Mortal Engines. It's I don't know, traveling cities or something and a, another apocalyptic kind of movie. Mm. Uh it it looks bad. And apparently it is. So <laughs> nobody's watching it. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. On that list, have you already closed that window? Um, does the uh, on the basis of sex show up at all yet? Uh, has it made a yes. quarter? Uh, on the basis of sex, which has been out a week. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Made, it's number 22 oh, on the yeah. week. Here we go. It made, are you ready for this? Tell me. It made. <laughs> no, here we go. Uh, a whopping. Yeah. Yeah. $686 million do- uh, thousand dollars <laughs> wait that's 686,000 wow that's a lot i think well let's see it made okay so it's at 686 it made yeah per theater huh. tw- almost 21,000 per theater oh, wow. so that's not bad 
It's actually not bad. Mm-mm. It did pretty well. Wow. So uh, no, I'm glad we didn't drive an hour away to see it, Pat, because we may not have been able to find a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but when it opens wide in wide release, yeah. you oh. know we're going to be sitting our butts in oh. that movie theater watching. Cause... We, we have a standing date, right? Yes. All right. Yes, we do. We're going. I don't know if we're going to call it a date. Oh, we're calling it a date. It's kind of... I mean, kind of icky. But that's hot. See an RBG flick? Not really. Mm-mm. But we get we get to enjoy this scene, which I can't wait. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. Your Honor. Not only is that scene wrong, because the word freedom does appear in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it didn't Never even happen. Happened. Apparently, none of that even had took place. I feel so used. I know, right? I mean, that's not worth. I, I feel dirty 6, watching this movie now because mm-hmm. yeah. they've just taken advantage of us mm-hmm. and lied right to our faces. And China had a hand in the movie too. China's got a hand in almost every movie now. I noticed what we were watching over the break with our. Our kids hadn't seen... Oh, it was Mission Impossible, the latest Mission Impossible Fallout with Tom Cruise. That's an Alibaba. Oh, no! Funded movie. Yeah. I don't know why Tom Cruise had to go to the Chinese to get funding for his movie, but that's what he did. That's what he did. It's bizarre. It's a good movie, though? Yeah. Oh, Oh, you haven't seen Mission Impossible Fallout? It is high on the list. Yeah, it's good. I I I thought it was pretty good. Don't do too much, Pat. I guess not. All right. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. 888 900 Uh, Wow. Apparently Michael Savage getting some serious death threats. City and state and city, state and federal agencies are taking a close look at some hateful email that wasn't sent to him. It was sent to a restaurant he frequents, which is Maybe scarier because mm-hmm. it shows yeah. that somebody knows where he hangs out and apparently they're wow. watching him, following him. I don't know. So they sent this email to the restaurant in all caps. I demand that you refuse to allow Michael Savage in your effing restaurant again. He's a racist, white supremacist piece of S. Don't want to listen to me? Well, I guess you're all going to effing die then because I am waiting for the... MFR, and I will wait and watch your business. Another F word in there. And when I see him go in there, I'm going to start shooting everybody I can find. Wow. What in the world? Jeez. I own three guns, and I can do some serious effing damage. I will kill as many of you racist, supporting, enabling white supremacists as I effing can. Good heavens. That is... So, as a result of this, Savage is apparently broadcasting from a secret location. Uh, that's um, that's pretty ugly, but that's not hateful. I mean, that's that's not no, that's that's, that's called freedom message. of expression. Yeah, and, right. In fact, that that email right there, it's a form mm-hmm. of art. I think could be argued uh, <laughs> yes. in the court of law. It's protected speech. I know that. I know that. Wow, that's really that's amazing. Also, the family of a Massachusetts bodybuilder who died after police used a taser on him after he allegedly attacked his date that he found on Tinder with a knife uh, had been undergoing mental health treatment. Hmm. Uh, He died, though, after police Hmm. 
who responded to a domestic disturbance call found him actively assaulting a woman with a knife. So they shocked him with a stun gun in order to, to free her and to protect her. Now his family is all upset and going after the police department because they said that was excessive force. The guy is uh, 6'8", 300 pounds. And the woman had multiple stab wounds. Stab and slash wounds. What? I'm sorry. A taser is excessive force? Wow. Under those circumstances? I think the larger issue here is Jeez. you're telling me Tinder is not the place to find a wholesome relationship and a potential life no, partner? No, I'm not going to go out on that limb. Okay. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a... <clears throat> uh, huh. Yeah, I would never, I mean, no. cast aspersions on Tinder. On Tinder being a place. We all know that to be a quality place to meet wonderful start people. Start a family, huh? somebody you meet on Tinder. But yeah, the, uh, the family is um, planning a potential lawsuit uh, against the cops. They want the cops arrested. I mean, what, what are you supposed to ask him nicely? Excuse me, could you stop uh, stabbing your, the girl you met on Tinder, please? And just calm down, and we could, can we all get along? Maybe we could join hands and sing some songs I mean, here. Seriously, how many times was she stabbed? Do we know? I mean, because you can, you can sustain. They just said multiple stab yeah, wounds. Yeah, you can sustain a lot of stab wounds before you die. So he had a little <laughs> more time to continue his yeah, little rampage. They could, have, they could have tried to negotiate with him for a while. Yeah, at least another <clears throat> 20, 30 more stabs before it got critical. Wow. I tell you, police are just up against it. They're, they can't win. Yep, they cannot. Yeah, like I mean, Lexington, Kentucky police. uh, You know, they they had a bad day yesterday. That's for sure. Lexington, Kentucky police. Yeah, I mean, they had that huge uh, fire there in uh, in their community that uh, tore through Mm. a a donut truck, and the community, the police department there in Lexington, not taking it too well. Look at this. I mean, they're crying on social media in front of this burnt out. (laughs) truck filled those are crispy cream truck i mean this really struck yeah. to their core pat it sure did i mean these guys are uh i mean they're out there serving look at this i mean wow. they just ruined their day and it's like i said they go through a lot yeah yeah look at that but they uh, and you got a donut truck on fire and a crispy cream donut truck <laughs> right that's like a double wow. gut punch but they've uh, responded to uh the lexington police department <laughs> issued a statement uh-huh They've been blown away by the positive messages and support received in the wake of the New Year's Eve donut truck fire. Uh-huh. The impact of that tragedy was not was felt not just across the country, but around the globe. <laughs> we are grateful to so many who helped ease the pain of a donut-sized hole in our hearts. Aww. And of course, Krispy Kreme, your delivery of fresh donuts is providing a a sprinkling of joy at the East Sector Police Station, filling officers with joy and warming our souls. Thank you. Thank you. That's a nice message. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> now, that's how you that's do great. it. That's funny. Um, now, yesterday, uh, I started to tell you about some of the incredible predictions of uh, Psychic Nikki. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. apparently was right on a lot of stuff last year sure that she was. predicted. and Spooky. And she's... Uh, Going to be even more right on a lot of predictions this year. I have a feeling. Um, but one of the things that we, we ran out of time before we, we could tell you all of them. I think we mentioned that one of the things she saw was some negativity around Elon Musk. 
Which, who could ever see that happening? No, I mean, that's, she <laughs> I mean, went out on a limb there. She really did. Put a reputation did. on the line, Nikki. You know, he hasn't melted down on social media or anything. So um, About five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says, I'm getting a little bit of negative negativity around him. He has to watch his health and well-being. And he's not the only one. Sylvester Stallone has to watch himself, as does Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has to watch himself for sure. Or what? I don't know. Uh, I guess she's seeing negativity around them. I see. Uh, Selena Gomez, she has to watch it, according to Psychic Nikki. I'm a little worried about her well-being. Mm. Then you could look for a few bumps in the road for the royal family. Meghan Markle. I see them happy for now, mm-hmm. but later on, she's going to have a problem with the paparazzi like Princess Di did. You could never see that one coming. Where did you she need a psychic with for this. That one. I, wow, she these are spooky, her name now. spooky powers she has. Wow, so wait, the royal family mm-hmm. might need to be concerned with the paparazzi? <laughs> Hard to believe. Where does she come up with these wild and crazy predictions? Well, she's, she's psychic, man. She's psychic. She's wow. got a special power of some sort. Uh-huh. Lady Gaga, on the other hand, can look forward to an even brighter 2019. Hmm. I wonder if it's because of that Las Vegas show she's getting uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. millions, tens of millions of dollars for. Yeah, that might make her future a little bit brighter. A little bit, a little bit. See, you can't predict this stuff just without these powers. You need the psychic ability sure in order to really get a clear picture of what's happening here. She says, I'm pretty sure she's going to win an Oscar. She's pretty sure. <laughs> and a Golden Globe and all kinds of awards for her movie, A Star is Born. And her career will go way up. She's deserving of it. She's very talented, and she's going to get her awards. Now, that's, again, according to Psychic Nikki, so I'm not going to argue with it. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> uh, according to um, uh, Psychic Nikki, though, we, we, we should all be that lucky because maybe the next time a lottery jackpot climbs into the stratosphere, like up in the $500 million area, mm-hmm. according to Psychic Nikki... She does see a big seven around some people. I've got seven, eight, five. Those three numbers around around you. I, I guess she was talking to the uh, oh, okay, the oh. writer of the article. Oh, look at there. And huh? then she's got these numbers: nine, fourteen, and fifteen. So I've shared them now, and you probably want to mm. use those. Well, that's so it's seven, eight, and five. No, no, nine, no. fourteen, and fifteen. But use them when the only when the lottery gets up into the really, yeah, really then big. We're going to be splitting it with like. Think of how many people hang everything mm-hmm. on what psychic Nikki has to say. I know, I know. How many people are you going to have to spin that jackpot or split it with, you know? Well, she doesn't really say what order the numbers 785, uh-huh. 914, and 15 will go in, but... But according to psychic Nikki... Yes. There's also going to be a lot of break- breakthroughs in health areas in breast cancer, oh. Alzheimer's, and arthritis. Wow, that'd be great if that really happened I, I hope she's right about that and as we go into 2020 there's going to be a lot of cures for a lot of diseases she says the future is looking brighter even if uncertainty seems to be today's only true constant hmm. but a happier time is coming she says i don't think it will happen in 2019 totally this is how they get around being uh-huh. pinned down yeah, to yeah, any yeah. of their production. No, I said it wouldn't be totally. She, now, did you get some happiness in the year? Is, yes. Is, okay. <laughs> then I was right. Is this the? Is this? Is she also like a, a climate change predictor? 
<laughs> She's like, according to some of the models. <laughs> according to some of Dr. Mavlowski's yeah, there we go. models in some summer months. <laughs> what, what are those lucky numbers again from Psychic Nikki? Hit Let me, me give them to you. Yeah, seven. Seven. Eight. Seven. Five. Seven. Eight. Eight. Five. Five. Eight. <clears throat> this is too much. These are numbers around you, though. Gosh. I, lo- I love the... The tactics that psychics use. I see things around uh-huh. you or... Seven, eight, five, five. And then there's nine, 14, and 15. Ah, uh, oh, forget it. I don't care. Is that too many? That's, that's too, too many that's numbers. That's too many numbers. That's, like, right. that's, that's borderline math you're asking of me there, Pat. But now, you remember the, when we were in Houston, and you did mm-hmm. this show in the morning, and... Uh, and they uh, made me put a psychic on every week. No, <laughs> no, 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 back off. It was a pet psychic, if oh. you recall. I'm sorry. My gosh. He's, he's, he's having some PTSD right now. Uh, so we got uh, we got Carrie on the phone with uh, talking about our cat, Gert. I do Gert, remember this. Gert, Gert was having trouble uh, hitting the litter pan. Mm-hmm. And she was asking all these questions. And I, I wish we had the conversation because everything she said about Gert was completely wrong. Everything. Yes. It's just like. Yes, absolutely wrong. I could do that job. But but that's that's with every psychic. And and. I had a boss who insisted, dude, dude, people love psychics. You got to have a psychic on every week. Dude, people love psychics. No, they don't. No, they don't. Dude, they do. They do. They love people love psychics. So I was forced to put out a, and one of them was a pet psychic. There was another one though that, and every time I tried to show people, Okay, they don't know anything. They just they're intuitive sometimes. They're good listeners. They hear what you have to say and then they base their stuff on what you've mm-hmm. told them. Or or like, they just my husband is gone all the time. He doesn't get home until two in the morning. Is he cheating on me? Yep. They just they <laughs> yep. just play the odds. That's man. right. That's I remember what they one do. of the questions. Um so I, I see your litter pan. It's in a high traffic area. You need to put the, no. We keep it actually in a closet that we leave cracked, so it's completely private. Next question. I mean, it's just like come off it. I mean, stop Crazy. it with this stuff. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, pet psychics really? They know what your pet is thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah your your pet. And um, they speak dog or cat thought process. They does really it, does its throat make like a gurgling? Um, we'll call it a purring noise when it's being loved on. <laughs> I, I sense that it enjoys the attention. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Oh, man, sign me up. People pay for this. <laughs> Lots of money to be told this stuff. And Come they on. do. And then they and then they buy into it wholeheartedly. Yeah, I see. You know what I see? <clears throat> I see a 7, an 8, a 5, a 5, a 14. Yeah, that's your bill that you're going to get later <laughs> for this surface. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, coming up, the coming up, we've got a great event uh, for Mercury One yeah. in February. Yeah. Something you want to plan for. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to attend the highly anticipated exhibition 12 score and three years ago right here in Irving, Texas Yes. during the whole month of February. Well, not the whole month, but a good portion yeah, of it. 15th through 24th <clears throat> of February, I believe. In partnership with the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, 12 score takes you on a vivid journey through slavery and abolition, and it equips you and yours to be a modern-day freedom fighter. That's cool. So you'll experience what it was like to live in uh, the bow, the bow of a, sh- a slave ship. Get to know the unsung African American innovators who changed history. You'll understand the current crisis of human trafficking, and you will leave here equipped to help liberate people 
For a limited time, 12-score VIP tours led by one of the greatest storytellers of our time, Keith Mallon. No, it's uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, are available. Okay, Our M1 founder, Glenn Beck, will be giving these tours, and you can get in on it. Visit mercuryone.org to purchase your exclusive tour with Glenn or historian and wall builders uh, founder, David Barton, oh, cool. before they sell out. Yeah, and, and so... Um, mercuryone.org. Yeah, a lot of this stuff we're, we're, we're uh, getting uh, on loan from the, uh, like you said, the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum mm-hmm. in Illinois. Would you rather go see this stuff in Illinois or Texas? Uh, obviously. You decide. Mm, obviously. <laughs> see you in February, February 15th. 15th through the 24th. 24th. Yep. Make your plans now. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean... Uh, there's, there's so much stuff. There's so great, great stuff at these museums. I mean, you've got to bring your kids. People it's an experience. love the the museum. And this one, I think, is going to be better than we've ever had one. And we just keep doing them better and better. Mm-hmm. Mercury One. Thank you so much. Even if we do say so ourselves. And yeah. frankly, yeah. we do. do. We, we do say so our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900... 3393 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I got to show you this weird UFO that a woman recorded in South Carolina. Now, she just stepped out on her porch on Christmas Eve, looked up at the sky, grabbed her phone, and started filming this. Okay, I'm trying to catch this. I don't know what it is in the sky. It's this red sphere. And uh, it just came outside. And it appeared in the sky. No way to damn an airplane. I, I'm yes. actually capturing Not a round film, airplane, so I don't no. know. Sorry that it's moving around shaky so much. Yeah. But it's very bright red, and it, it seems to have uh, something going on. Maybe it's Santa and his reindeers. It is Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, huh? No? It's not making a sound. Wow. Moving fast enough to be Santa. Sorry, I have no. to keep looking at and not look at the camera. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're the one that's recording it. Huh. Yeah, it is cool, though. It doesn't look like it. It's moving uh-huh. at a decent speed. Wait, she's from South Carolina? Yeah. Huh. Not originally. Then it sort of stops. Then it does sort of it's stop. Moving around. Yeah. Maybe it's filming her. It. I mean, it is just like hovering in the air. A red disc. Weird. I don't know. Stop asking. I don't know. Maybe it's a. Is it a spot on your lens? Would you call psychic Nikki? It doesn't look like it's a moon because I have no background to go by. Yeah. But I'm actually surprised I'm getting any color on this camera. I I will say, psychic Nikki said we might have a UFO landing this year. And it might be that red disc that, that actually lands eventually. Huh. It is weird because people are seeing this stuff all over the place. And now with with cell phones and yeah. the, you know the cameras so prevalent, you get to see it all over the place. Now, I don't know what it is. Is it a military thing? Is it a weather balloon? <laughs> is it, uh, you know what it could be is, is just a, a simple drone. I suppose it could be a drone. I don't know. Are the drones that shape? Could it? Okay, here we go. Could it be a red balloon that someone sent off with like a with a light? You know, like a little tiny little could be LED trap. Yeah, in maybe, it. maybe just to get people to do what uh, what this person just right. did. And that's 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 coming next now. Uh-huh. Videos like that. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Deborah T with the uh, 
compelling video there in the play-by-play. Deborah T. I just saw her name up there. Oh, I, I, I tell okay. you, Deborah T is definitely not from South Carolina originally. But uh, anyhow, I, I digress there. But uh, I um, I love this those kind of videos. You know, I do too. You know the. How about the Phoenix Lights? I still can't get over that from like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I don't know what that so was. So many angles of that. That thing was and obviously s- enormous. Like 10,000 people reported it. And that's just it. It's not like you have the Zapruder film, right? Or whatever it is from Kennedy's assassination where one guy has mm-hmm. a camera going, you know. Um, we've got multiple angles of some of this stuff now. And um, mm-hmm. I love that it can't be explained, but boy, I want to know all this stuff. I, I really... I, I do too. And when it lands this this year, oh, like yeah, uh, Psychic, Psychic Nikki says. <laughs> well, no, wait, now, hold on. Let's maybe back. we'll find out. Wait a minute. Back up. She said it's going to land in 2019 or 2020 and beyond or something oh, that's, stupid. Yeah, she that's so right. hedged her bets there. <laughs> let's not forget. They always hedge their bet because they don't want to be always. called out. Hey, uh, no landing this year. Well, yeah, but I said maybe next year or, or beyond. beyond. I don't know. So it's still coming. So just still uh, coming. So we'll see if for my predictions <laughs> next year too. <laughs> also, one of our predictions, one of our psychic predictions, it looks like is is transpiring. Uh, we predicted that there may be no host for the Oscars <laughs> broadcast this year, and still here it is, January third. Yeah, still no Oscars host. Because Kevin Hart had to stop because he had tweets from years ago. Mm-hmm. Tweets ended his deal. Uh, and they still don't have anybody who has said, yeah, you know what? I'd love to have, I'd love to come under the public scrutiny yeah. that comes with hosting the Oscars. That'd be great if you could check every tweet I've ever made and everything I've ever said. And then you can just beat me over the head with it. Yes, please give me some of that. Nobody wants that now. Who would want that? Well, and then when you do host mm-hmm. the Oscars, uh, it's just you're under so much critical uh, monitoring that it's you can't. Nobody can do a, a job good enough to please wait. everybody. No, there's one person. There's one person who wants the job <clears throat> and who is immune from any kind of um, uh, crit- everything's out there. Okay, no mm-hmm. criticism. I mean, he, he's 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 bulletproof. And who's that? His name is Jeff Fisher. Oh, yeah. And he has volunteered to host he does want the job. This, this gig here. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, maybe we should check in with him and see, you know, if he's It's kind of weird. They haven't yet. called yet. Uh, is, they haven't uh, called. That's too bad. Cause, uh, Plus, I don't know if he has that. the energy right now. Oh, so to, now they've got to, an excuse mm-hmm. to not call him. Right. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well. So they're, they're still talking about... Um, Maybe calling Billy Crystal again. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Billy, uh, hi, it's the Oscars. Remember us from 20 years ago? That would be very funny. Steve Martin. Uh-huh. David Letterman, who absolutely sucked when he did it before. Oh, my gosh. He was terrible. Would be a he Trump was terrible. bash fest, a Republican bash fest from start to finish. And and now he looks like... Uh, he looks like a homeless guy. He lives in a mountain uh-huh. you know, in a cabin with he, one window. Looks like a hobo now. He's bad. He looks rough. Uh, John Stewart, they're talking about. Maybe Alec Baldwin. You know, then you just got a Trump fest mm-hmm. bashing session. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. However, he was accused of misogynism when he hosted the 85th Oscars. Uh, Chris Rock, who made Asian kids the butt of a joke at the 88th Oscars. And so they're going to get bludgeoned if if they're asked. Uh, you've got people like Ricky Gervais. They mention Hannah Gadsby. I don't even know who that is. RuPaul. 
Are really are we down to RuPaul? John Oliver, Sarah Silverman, Bill Maher, or Dave Chappelle? Well, now maybe maybe one of those would agree to do it. Some people have suggested like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Hmm. He'd be, be pretty good. Be good. I, don't, yeah. I don't know about any controversy he's ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The future president. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. President uh, Johnson mm-hmm. could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the host also can't apparently be somebody who's already hosted a competing awards show. So you can't get Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg who said who are hosting this year's Golden Globes. Uh, you can't get Megan Mullally. She did the SAG Awards. And Tiffany Haddish, whose performance last year at the Oscars uh, knocked her out of the running because she was terrible. Mm. Um, Amy Schumer is pregnant, so she doesn't want to do it. Um, Hugh Jackman can't do it because he's apparently training for something else. Okay. There's always Justin Timberlake. Oh, wait, 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 wait. what about Elizabeth Warren? Because she's been proving lately how hip oh, she is. I mean, she really is relevant. Good. I mean, she's all over social media now. She's doing these awesome videos where she's relatable. Uh, why isn't she out there hosting? She wants to get a head start on 2020. Hmm? No? Well, she, I mean, she was pretty good in that uh, yeah, in that new video she did on the train. Oh, yes. Let's Look at this. this. Uh, she's really, uh, she's hi. waving. There's and there's her husband. Okay. And there she is. Oh, and was, then she went back to her husband. that was compelling right Wasn't there. that compelling? So it was a shot of her <laughs> yeah. waving. And then her husband. And then her husband. <laughs> and then back to her. I mean. Her husband's ball of fire, man. That guy should be running for office. Right, right. I mean, he, so she can wave and drink. He's electric. A beer. She can wave and drink a beer. That's what she can do there. Elizabeth Warren, uh, 2020. She can drink a beer in her kitchen. In her kitchen. And introduce her husband and dog. So she's got a lot going dog on. dog Bailey is pretty hip. I mean, let's. Let's be honest. I mean, it stands there. and So what the Oscars is actually talking about is no host. It's a no host Oscars. So I don't know how that would work. I got it. Let's solve it right now. How about no Oscars? Yeah, no Oscars at all. (laughs) All right. We will see you tomorrow and be back with more on trivia. Uh, Where Stu Bergier will be joining us. This is a Philadelphia Eagles versus Chicago Bears tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.